Like many of my Northwoods neighbors, I flew south this winter. I am in Florida, but my stay involves an intensive two-week marine field research course with two instructors and 15 UW-Madison students. For many of the crew, this is a first time seeing below the ocean's waters and the impact and amount of learning is immense. In the first few days, we have stepped close to the shoreline while everyone gets confident snorkeling. Nearshore areas like seagrass beds, sand flats, and mangrove roots are often overlooked habitats by folks who prioritize visits to the showier, more colorful coral reefs. Yet the plethora of plants and animals in these environments have happily enthralled us for days. Even before entering the water, we encountered burrowing and tide pool dwelling critters. Small fiddler crabs moved in and among the mangrove roots, racing near the water's edge and back up, burrowing into small openings when we got too close. These feisty crabs have one small claw and one overly large claw that they will wave in your direction if you get too close. The number of tiny holes along the shore and just below the water's edge could yield a day's digging adventure to quantify the crabs, worms, and unknown inhabitants of holes at different water depths. The adjacent rocky shoreline is one typical of Florida. Limestone deposited over millions of years by corals and other calcium carbonate fixing marine animals is the primary material that composes the sediments of Southern Florida. As water erodes the limestone, it becomes porous and develops sinkholes, underwater rivers, and spectacular cave systems. At the shoreline, these eroded holy rocks hold pools of seawater where small creatures abound. In these pools, students found fuzzy chitons, small limpet-like creatures that tightly attached to the rocks, barnacles, sponges, tunicates, and even a large green moray eel hiding in a crevice. In just one pool, we can find representatives of many different major groups of plants and animals coexisting in close quarters. From the rocky shoreline, we geared up into wetsuits headed out from a beach area in the shallows. Surrounded by castle building kiddos and sun collecting vacationers, our group of studious snorkelers provided a contrasting image as they prepared to interact with the ocean in a very different way. The sandy swimming area is full of burrows and mounds of sand created by large floppy burrowing lugworms. We also encountered rolling balls or long strings of algae that commonly would wrap around swimmers' legs. When viewed underwater, these are composed of multiple multicellular algal species interspersed with tiny marine animals like sponges, tunicates, shrimp, crabs, and more. Our destination is the shallow seagrass beds and mangrove tree roots that extend three to four feet down into the water. Turtle, manatee, and shoal grasses make up the seagrass beds throughout the Florida Keys and are flowering plants that derive from terrestrial grass ancestors. They have evolved special oxygen transport and osmotic adaptations to survive in salty underwater habitats. Seagrass beds stretch for miles near shore and are some of the most productive marine habitats, analogous to highly productive grassland and agricultural regions on land. And just like on land, herbivores take advantage of these abundant resources. But in the ocean, the major seagrass grazers are turtles and manatees. Sea stars, sponges, urchins, snails, and crabs found in the seagrass are often less showy than their reef cousins 
but abundant and fun to find in their camouflaged refuges. Across from the seagrass flats, we broach the mangrove forest with bushy trees pointing upward and thin prop roots extending downward into the water. Mangrove roots provide cover for many species of juvenile reef fish. Colorful, tiny, spotted, striped, reds, purples, yellows, and blues, many one to two inch fish flit in and out of cover. They feed on plankton and small invertebrates that grow in and among the mangrove roots which hosts an entire ecosystem of interacting creatures. Tomorrow, it is off to the reef where things will move a bit faster and are a lot showier. But I am grateful for the time we spent in the shallows and hope that we will all carry forward an appreciation of what can be found close to shore when we just look under the surface and let nature be our guide. For Field Notes, this is Gretchen Garish with UW-Madison's Trout Lake Station.